The dynamic duo has returned, people. Have no fear. My co-host is here. Steele is back. And the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast is back in full swing. And today we're taking a look at some players 50% or less owned. So you can stack this paper alongside us. Let's get right to it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You heard that music, people, and you know what time it is. It is time for the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Back with Steel and Flip. My man Steel has arrived on the west coast of Canada, <laughs> and the Fantasy Hockey Podcast is whole again. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back inside the lab to all our listeners. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. The subscribe button is still on fire. And so is our appreciation for all our listeners out there, including all of y'all going toe to toe in the Locked On <laughs> Fantasy Hockey League. We got one week under the belt just coming up now, Steel, because the league started a little late. Trust me when I say we'll be diving into some fantasy league retrospectives, checking in on Steele's team, checking in on my team, where the league is at. We've also had some calls for breakdowns of other people's teams. We'll get there later in the week, but on today's episode, it's one of those angles, Steele, that you got to sometimes capitalize off the start of the year, adding and looking at some of these players under 50% owned that are having a good start. And, of course, we're going to get to our big-time bets later in the show. Steele's got some locks. He's feeling that West Coast vibe. He needs some money to pay these bills because BC rent is not cheap. (laughs) Steele, I've had my preamble, my friend. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well out West. Yeah, thank you. I'm really glad to be back. I'm glad to be back on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, talking hockey with my good buddy big flip livingstone and yeah honestly it was uh it was a crazy five-day road trip you know made a couple of stops uh lake louise was an absolute blast absolutely gorgeous so if you've never been there before definitely got to go check that out as well but i'm glad to be settled in it's been a couple of days you know today and yesterday night of unpacking and uh kind of trying to get everything organized but i'm Mm -hmm. really glad to be back on the podcast my friend Thank you very much. And speaking of unpacking, why don't we unbox a couple of, unpack a couple of these players that, hey, I've said it on the last couple of days of worth of episodes that this is a small sample size. And I don't think we need to say it anymore because three and four games isn't a ton, but it's enough that you can't ignore some of these players, Steele. And we're all looking at guys in Yahoo Fantasy or ESPN, 50% or under. And the first guy, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump off with a little Seattle Kraken player here because I think both you and I have done a pretty good job of highlighting some of these guys coming into the year. And Jaden Schwartz is one of those guys. A solid, you know, 50-point man, 60-point man in St. Louis over the point of his career. And now he's got some good opportunity in the top six in Seattle. And I know Seattle usually, you know, we're – well, now you're West Coast, but I'm an East Coast guy. Hard for me to watch some of these games when they're up till 1 and 2 in the morning. Yeah. But Jaden Swartz, two goals, one assist through four games. He's getting 17, 18 minutes a night steal. And, you know, he's only owned at, I think, 38, 40% here in Yahoo. Let me just double check this. You know, you were chirping me for not being able to figure this out before. <laughs> but, yeah, 38, 9% here. I think this is a guy worth a look because I just like what's going on in Seattle altogether. Yeah, Jaden Schwartz was a guy I really liked to, you know, take a look at every single time or every single week last year because I really mm-hmm. liked the chemistry he found with Jordan Eberle. 
uh, for the Seattle, Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously a couple of injuries kind of hindered his first year with the Kraken last year, but it looks like he's getting back into shape and again, finding picking up where he left off with Jordan Everly and Alex Wenberg and a couple of other additions to the Kraken lineup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jaden Schwartz is definitely a good pick uh, on a week to week basis, but I'm looking out in the Eastern conference, actually yeah. in the Metro division, the Washington Capitals, Dylan mm. Strome. This is someone okay. that you talked about, uh, you know, a little bit in the offseason about maybe mm. getting that potential and that opportunity on the top line or even the second line. And he's already sort of produced in the first couple of games. Four games played so far. He's got four points. Three of those points are on the power play because he's on the top power play unit with Alex yeah. Ovechkin, John Carlson, Evgeny Kuznetsov. So, like, yes. you were right. You were right, Flip. He's getting that opportunity. And he's living up to that expectation. Like you said, it's a small sample size, mm-hmm. but he's got that opportunity. He, and he's taking the most out of it. Like I said, playing with on the top line with Alexander Ovechkin, Connor Brown, uh, you know, this 50% under list. It's about streaky players. What yes. are they able to do? And he's one of those streaky players. He had 57 points back in 2018. He had 48 points in 68 games last mm-hmm. year with the Chicago Blackhawks. Can he get up back to that again? It looks like he possibly can if he's if he's going to continue playing with Alexander Ovechkin on that top line. Hey, that's just it. And two two games in that Alex Ovechkin prediction of yours was looking real good, and then all of a sudden <laughs> he has a four point game. I talked about it a little bit yesterday that that special four point performance he put the team on his back a little bit brings them back and a huge win. I know Vancouver blows it. Anyway, sidebar conversation about Alex Ovechkin, but Dylan Strom is the number one center in Washington right now. And he's going to get some points just because he's playing with Ovi. And my bad on the Jaden Schwartz number, he's only owned at 15% people. He's playing in top six minutes. You mentioned Wenberg. He's also playing with Bjorkstrand. That's done on the Jaden Schwartz front. Dylan Strom, most definitely worth a look. Who else are you looking at, Steele? The people have heard me talk a lot over the last couple of days. I want to hear what you have to say. Who else are you looking at before we head to break? Well, well, I'm going to stay with the Washington Capitals. And again, this is a guy that is a little bit shrieky, who has dealt with some injuries over the last couple of seasons. That's TJ Oshie. He's only owned at 39% on Yahoo Leagues. He is owned at 51% on ESPN. So I know I'm going a little bit over the number here, but 51% is still reasonable. But again, three points in four games for TJ Oshie. He's playing on that second line with Kuznetsov and another guy who you talked about who may have some potential in Anthony Mantha as well. Mm. He's got nine shots, two blocks, ten hits to start the, in, the, in those four games, the three points, like I said. Again, like Dylan Strom, he's playing on that top power play unit. So he's playing with Strom, he's playing with Carlson, he's playing with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. So he's still getting that top power mm. play minute. And TJ Oshie is one of those guys that is just very consistent. Again, it's one of those things where the injuries, and he's just a little bit of a yes. streaky player as well. But he's very consistent on averaging 45 to 55, maybe even 60 points a season. 60 on the higher yeah. side, but averaging 45 to 55 points a season is no slouch whatsoever. And again, if you could pick, pick him up on a week-to-week basis, that is a guy that I keep my eyes on all the time. You bring up the main point with TJ Oshie is can he stay healthy? Because when he's healthy, he's not only clutch, he scores goals. We've seen his skill on the international level with the shootout finesse, one of the best shootout players. He's also just, you and I are some of those pure hockey guys. We played hockey. We love hockey. TJ Oshie is a gamer. The man chugs beers through his t-shirt. He's the kind of, of a teammate that makes you want to go back over the boards and run through a guy because he just got decked. That's the kind of guy TJ Oshie is. 
the concern is that injury factor yes. because all of a sudden he'll be on a heater and then he's on the shelf for six weeks. So like you said, you got to keep eyes on. We are going to get to a bunch of other players on this 50% or under. We might be bending that number by 5 or 6%. <laughs> but the point is they are out there in a lot of formats. And the other point is we got big-time bets coming up. And I know Steele and I are, speaking of going on heaters, we're about to go on one, people. And that's thanks in part to all of our hookups at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles on every single game that you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your second listen, though, go check out Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, Flip. It's so I'm so glad to be back here on the podcast yes, with you talking hockey again. Yes, sir. Out in the West Coast, you're in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just very thankful to be back on the podcast. I love talking hockey with you. Appreciate 50% or under, though. 50% or under yep. across Yahoo and ESPN leagues or whatever yes, uh, fantasy league platform you're using right now. Mm-hmm. Flip, I've mentioned two Washington players. You've mentioned one of your guys. Who's the next guy you're looking at that you would keep your eye on on a week-to-week basis? You and I have spoken at length about the New York Rangers and what I find most impressive about this New York Rangers club, aside from them flexing their muscle early on this season and looking very good for the most part, they still have two elite young players that haven't even started to scratch the surface of what yes. they've been expected to do in Capo Caco and Alexis Lafreniere. And we're not talking about 25th, 30th overall. We're talking top five and a number one in Alexis Lafreniere, who is now starting to piece it together. We saw it a little bit at the end of last season. Capo Caco is also doing it a little bit, but I'm looking at Alexis Lafreniere because I can't forget some of the moments that I saw of him dominating those world juniors, dominating his junior career, and it's been a slow start, I understand. The guy still has 31 goals across his first two seasons, so let's give him a little bit of a break. And at 50% owned in Yahoo, okay, so we're right on the cusp here. It might be 51. I'm bending the number, but that's okay. (laughs) you got to go out there and take a look at this guy because what he's getting – with Artemi Panarin and Vincent Trocek right now on that second line, we don't know if it's going to stick, but right now it looks real good because the Rangers are scoring crooked numbers at will right now, Steele. And I can tell by the smile on your face. By the way, if you can't see us, make sure you head over to YouTube and smash that subscribe button and don't miss any of this new fire content. Steele's got a new backdrop out West and we're getting serious here, people. One goal to assist, to assist through four games, Steele. The minutes are creeping up. 16, 17 minutes, 
That's what really matters with these guys 50% are owned because I don't care how much they're owned if they're playing eight minutes. But if you're 50% owned and you're playing 17 minutes on the New York Rangers in the top six, you're going to get a look. Wake up, people, and it's time to tap in because these guys are going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Alexis Lafreniere will not be at 50% for very long, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm very glad I picked him up uh, in the later rounds of our draft in our fantasy league there, Flip, because he's also on my league. And he's also on my list here as well. I, w- mm. I was going to save him for last, but just because we're on the topic of Alexis yeah. Lafreniere Never. and the New York Rangers, I got to talk about him as well. He's th- so 50% owned on Yahoo. He's only owned at 36% on ESPN leagues as okay. well. He was the first overall pick for a reason. Has he yes. lived up to that hype immediately? No, he hasn't. We know he hasn't because there was just that much expectation for him at the start mm-hmm. of his career mm-hmm. and uh, you know like we've seen over the last couple of seasons he, we've seen him bounce around from the first and second line he keeps on shuffling back and forth mm-hmm. it looks like he's found himself a home with Artemi Panarin and Vincent Trocek on the second line who knows he could get switched with Capo Caco on the first line it could happen yep. and sure. that just increase that just increases his minutes even more uh like like you mentioned um he's playing like he's playing with guys like Panarin and Zibanejad like you said in yesterday's mm-hmm. episode those two guys are at the top of the NHL leading points scoreboard right now That's with it. 10 points for Panarin and eight points for Zibinijad. Thank you. Three points on the season so far, 15 shots. The one thing that I, th- I think a lot of people look over is how physical this guy is. He's got seven hits so far in four games. He's a very physical player, and it might not show in a lot of games, but he does lay the bot out a lot. Yes, uh, I agree. And the thing that I've really noticed as well is he's on the second power play unit, but he hasn't got that second power play time because of how dominant the first power play unit has been. Great We're talking point. about shorthanded and power play unit. Great point. Aaron and Shabinijad. You're not going to get a lot of power play time because of how dominant they are. But again, he could get bumped up there eventually. He can get bumped up there if there's maybe an injury or so. Knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. Alexi Lafreniere was a first overall pick for a reason. And yes. this, like we talked about this maybe a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. We were talking about breakout players. This mm. could be a breakout season for Alexi Lafreniere. I think we actually, you know, a lot of times I come on here and I will say pat on the back because we said this and pat on the back for you for that fire take right there. But I think we may have missed the boat on that breakout episode of not including Alexis Lafreniere and you said it because now I'm kicking myself for not taking him. And again, and you know what, Steele, I'm not even going to say it anymore after this because it's clear it's a small sample size this year. But sometimes a small sample size with a first overall pick after two semi-off years is all I need to see to expect that maybe he's finally breaking through. And you mentioned, I'm going to move on to more. We can move on to our next player in a second here because I do want to get to these big-time bets because I'm trying to pay for this wedding this weekend, Steel. Things are getting very, very dicey around here. Expensive, Bills are flying around. Very expensive. Especially when I'm on the cold streak. I am on the picks, too. That's not (laughs) helping. But anyway, let's get to another player in a sec, but I'll say this. You mentioned what I said on the episode yesterday. This power play unit on the New York Rangers, if they continue to fire like that, they are going to be very hard to beat with Igor Shosturkin back there because the second a team makes a mistake, this group makes you pay for it. They're going to pounce all over it. That is one of those things when it comes to winning in the postseason that you can't stop. So I know we're in the second week and I'm already talking about the postseason, but that's how good this New York Rangers club is. And that's how good some of these pieces are. Anyway, Alexis Lafreniere, take a look. Another good young player, Steele, who broke into the league, had two good seasons, three good seasons, actually, and then started to regress. 
is Travis Konechny. And I'm not ready to give up on him either. Another first-round pick. Philly is bad. They are bad. And even looking at the line combinations up front with who he's playing with right now and Scott Lawton and Kevin Hayes, (laughs) but not everyone can be a 50% owned guy and not everyone can be Alexis Lafreniere. And I think there is some value here in Konechny. And I'm punching this in because I want to know exactly how much he's owned. Now up to 39% steal. Flyers have looked pretty good in the first couple of games. And I just want to say this. He is a goal scorer. And I've looked at Konechny a lot over the last couple of years. 47 points, 49 points, 61 points. The guy can get it done at the NHL level. 52 points last year in 79 games. Nothing to shake a stick at. He's looked confident early. And I think this might be one of those guys who's, you know, he's right in there in the prime of his career. That might be worth a look in some of these, especially in deeper formats. I think he's a great player to look at as well. Um, again, like you said, I think maybe looking at him now is, is probably better than in the future because, again, because of the hearts, the hot start the Philadelphia streaky. Flyers are on right now, it's yeah. very streaky. You and I both talked about the Flyers. They're not going to be a good team. They're going to be at the bottom no. of the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. So it's better to look at him now than later when, okay, you know, you might have an injury, connecting is available. He's got 25 points in 40 games. He could be a streaky player like we've seen Mm -hmm. in the past. And this Mm -hmm. is actually a great transition into the guy that I want to talk about. And that's Shane Goshesfair of the Arizona Coyotes. Thank you. He's owned at 43% on ESPN leagues. He's got two goals and five points in his first three games so far this season. Four of those points are on the power play. He has become a very, very reliable defenseman for fantasy leagues. We're not talking about just the league in general. We're talking about fantasy mm. only here. Of he's course. Been, he's become a very, very reliable defenseman in fantasy leagues. And obviously, towards the end of his stint with the Philadelphia Flyers, there was some clear issues there. Yeah. But now I'm rethinking about it. Was it issues with Gosha Spare himself? Or mm. was it issues with the Flyers organization? Mm. And I'm starting to believe that it was issues with the Flyers organization because of what we've seen over the last couple of years with these young guys on their team. What ha- what the heck happened to Carter Hart? What the heck happened to connect me last year and two years ago? What mm-hmm. happened to a lot of young guys they had, had on their team? Yeah. Gosh, Spare towards the end of his stint with the Flyers was, I, I can't, I can't think of the stats off the top of my brain. I got it right here for you, pal. The last two years, he also had injury woes. There was COVID. There were some injuries, but yes. four, 12 points in 42 games in 2019, 2020, and then 20 points in 2020 and 2021, only 40 games, but then moves to Arizona, 14 goals, 38 assists for 52 exactly. points. 52 points on a bad Arizona team right after you came out of the gutter in Philly means to me you have a lot more yes. talent than what those two bad seasons in and that And that's exactly my point because we were sort of seeing that last year with even Ivan Provorov who requested mm. a trade as well. Like they're just not using their defensemen properly it seems yeah. like. He's become a very reliable player, a career high 65 points in 2017. 51 points last year with the Coyotes. Again, he's got nine shots, five hits, two blocks. Like I said, yep. five points on the season. I think Gosh Spare is a guy to look at. If you're looking at the plus, if you have a category of plus and minus, it's going to hurt you there. But other than that, he's rock solid. And he's eating a ton of minutes, 23 yes. plus minutes. Any D-man in a top pairing, which he is alongside a good young player and this Moser kid who the Arizona Coyotes are very high on. Um, 
this is these opportunities steal. Not everyone wants to take a risk on a guy who's come off a couple of bad seasons and playing on the Arizona Coyotes. But you know who does? People who want to win. People who need those points week to week. And this is what we're saying, people. You're in the second. We're going to be in the third week. Maybe by the time you're listening to this episode, if you're sleeping on it, these are the opportunities that you want to go week to week and make sure that you're getting these guys who are streaky. That was the point of today's episode. 50% or under. Guys who are having streaky hot starts. We got a couple. I got one more guy that I want to talk about after the break, and we're going to hit our bet steal. I have one more player because I also had Shane Gosses Bear on my list. So thank you very much for that because a guy who only five seasons ago puts up 65 points in the D-man. Yeah, exactly. That is worth a look always until he is no longer in the NHL, especially now. Again, he put up 51 points last year. So thank you for highlighting that. He was on my list. Why don't you take us away to this second break, and then we'll come back with the bets. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. We've seen the subscribe the subscriptions going up there. Thank you mm. so much for subscribing. We're at, I believe now 534 subs on YouTube flip. So the number keeps on rising. Yes, sir. Thank you so much out there for everyone who tunes in, everyone that listens and views our videos. We really appreciate it. Flip, I'll throw it over to you for your final player under 50%. Who are you looking at right now? Look, I said it on yesterday's episode. I think it was my main bet before the season. The Carolina Hurricanes are a really good team. And I know they're 3-0 and to start the season, and two of the wins came against the San Jose Sharks and the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken are better this year. Yes, and if you've been paying better. attention to what's going on with the San Jose Sharks, they've been a tough out as well. They only allowed two goals against a very good Carolina team anyway. I'm not trying to sell you on the Carolina Hurricanes because I don't have to. But what I do want to sell you on is a guy in Martin Nikash who's only owned in 23% and under who has been red hot to start the league, to start the season. And also hold the phone. He's getting to play alongside Svechnikov. He's getting some secondary power play minutes. These are really, really good situations for you to be taking a look at some of these guys, Steele. Also, two goals, three assists in three games. I had him on a player prop the other night on a big-time bet. Bang me a goal. I like what this player does. And again, take a look when you're looking into these players, what their minutes were over the last couple of seasons. 14 for Nikash. 16. And now this year, 18 and 19. That means the coaches on the ice, don't listen to me. Don't listen to Steele if you don't want to, even though those are two good ideas. Take a look at how much ice time these players are getting, and that means the coaches making six or seven mil are also buying in. So take a look at Martin Nikash because I think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to go on a tear all season long. And really, if their goaltending can stay healthy, this team will go toe-to-toe with the New York Rangers yeah. for the best team in the Eastern Conference, and I don't think that's a bold take. I was just about to say, it's going to be those two teams in the Metropolitan Division at the top. So it really, for me, I've got the New York Rangers, but they're going to put up a tough battle with the Carolina Hurricanes. I also want to add that I believe I picked up your boy, Seth Jarvis, in one of my leagues as well. I I can't remember. Two point night last night. Yeah. No, he's been absolutely phenomenal to start the season as well. That is my boy, isn't it? It is your boy boy. at this point. He's your boy. So we're going to continue to talk about him a lot on this podcast. But my final guy, and I'll keep this short and sweet here. Please. uh, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite teams here, the Minnesota Wild. It's been a very tough start. 
for the wild 20 goals against in the first three games. I don't think, yeah. I think that's the first time since 1988 or 1989, since a team has allowed 20 goals okay. in the first three games, it's that's been a terrible stats. start, a terrible start for the wild, but mm-hmm. Joel Erickson Eck, who's at 48% mm. on ESPN leagues. He's on the second line center right now playing like between Fred- Frederick Boudreaux and, uh, and Ryan Hartman. Now Ryan Hartman has been bumped off the first line to the second line. Now, Joel Erickson X got three points in three games. Like I said, he's the second center for the wild. He's on the first power play unit. So, you know, playing alongside Kirill Kaprizov, Matthew mm-hmm. Foldy, Matt Zuccarello. I believe Kale Addison is on the first power play unit as well. Interesting. He's going to get some points there with Kaprizov and Hartman or Zuccarello as well. So I like Joel Erickson X three points in three games. Like I mentioned, uh, you know, maybe five minutes ago, if you've got plus minus uh, as one of those categories, he's, he's not going to do you well because he's minus four to start the season, minus four, <laughs> minus five. But he's got three points in three games. He's putting up some shots. He's putting up some hits and blocks as, alongside that as well. And if at 49%, he's one of those guys that I'll look at uh, on a week-to-week basis if I need a, you know, if I have any <coughs> concern on my lineup. Just a pretty steady pr- pr- producer over his career. <laughs> and I think what's going on in Minnesota – I don't know what's going on in Minnesota. Oh, dude, I, I don't um, know what's going and, on. And you know what? I did really miss you the past couple of days <laughs> when I needed someone to jump in there and, you know, give me a Minnesota fans take on things. But that's OK. You're back. And big time bets are back in a big way. Yes, this sir. is actually Steel and I's first big time bets session of the new season, Steel. So, I, you know what? I have a really, really good feeling about Wednesday night's picks. And why don't you kick us off with your first one? Because you are back. Well, honestly, if you don't mind, I'm just going to let all three fly off the rails right now. That's my guy. I'm keeping it simple right now. I'm keeping it real simple. Uh It's been a rough start for the bets. You know, the first it has for both of us. For both, yeah, it's been pretty rough. So I'm keeping it simple on this three-game board here. My lock of the night. The Avalanche on the money line, minus 235. That is my lock of the night. I'm also putting these in a parlay. So keep in mind, I'm keeping this in a parlay. I'm adding these three. Avalanche on the money line, minus 235. My second pick of the night, the Panthers Mm. on the puck line at minus 120. And my last pick of the night, the St. Louis Blues uh, Mm. on the money line as well at minus 150. Just to add this on, the Avalanche are playing the Jets. So the money line is minus 235. The Panthers on the puck line against the Flyers are minus 120. And the Blues against the Seattle Kraken on the road, by the way, the money line minus yeah. 150. I'm keeping, I'm going heavy with the favorites on this three-game board. I appreciate you mentioning for the people out there that is it a part that it's a parlay because I can't wait for the people to jump in there and go, oh, taking the minus 290. It's like, listen, people, if you don't like the bets. That's okay. We're Don't not make them go out there and put pink slips <laughs> down. But what we are telling you is, Steele and I watch way too much hockey, and I'll tell you, I bet way too much money on way too many games. So. You might just want to tune in unless you're a professional. Then I don't want you send us some picks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we are out here trying to stack a little bit of loot. It's been a tough ride though, Steele. And thank you for firing yeah. off all three of your picks. I am going to start with my third pick. And then I'm going to ladder up to my second and my lock. First one, all of my overs this year have hit. That's four of four on my over picks. It's basically the only reason why I've had some (laughs) semblance of a decent record. And I'm going back to the well in a spot that I'm going to be betting the Seattle Kraken over 
a lot this season. I think that this is a good matchup for a bunch of goals between the Blues and Kraken. The number's sitting at six and a half. I also like the Blues in this spot. I was going to touch them on the money line as well, so thanks for highlighting that. I'm saying 5-2 Blues. This number goes over the total. I'm getting it also at plus money, at plus 120, so I'm feeling that steal. First game of the year for the Seattle Kraken, nine goals. Second game, seven goals. Third game, six goals. They're involved in a lot of high-scoring games, and we yes. know the Blues can bring it offensively. They've only had one game, but I expect this to be a high-scoring one, and it goes over the number in a hurry. My second pick and my lock of the night come from this Florida Panthers tilt. I know I've come on to this show and said I am <laughs> unsure – about what was going to happen with the Florida Panthers this year. Overall, I knew they were going to be good, but yeah. where, how good are they going to be? Matthew Kachuk has looked good early. They are at home against the Philadelphia Flyers, who have had way too much success too early. Yeah. I'm taking the Panthers on the puck line for my Let's second go, baby. Let's go. I think they pump Philly, who are coming in here feeling good. Maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. But I've also liked what I've seen from the Panthers so far offensively. They might need to piece it together defensively a little bit, but offensively I'm loving it. So that's pick number two, Panthers on the puck line. And I'm preambling that offensive side because I'm loving me a little Matthew Kachuk action against a weak defensive squad on the Flyers. Kachuk, two goals and two assists so far. Looking pretty comfortable settling in in South Florida. Give me Matthew Kachuk anytime point for my lock of the night steal. I love those picks right there. I'm, like, again, we both got the Panthers on the puck line here. Like you said, the Flyers have had too much success to start the season. I don't that's even care if that's a away. bad angle. I'm taking it. No, I'm taking it too. It's going to wither away very, very soon, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was surprised to see how successful they were to start the season going mm -hmm. 2-0, and oh, I believe. They haven't lost a game yet. So uh, the Panthers are about to change that right now. So listen to Flip and I. Panthers on the puck line. It's going to happen. Matthew, you can check as well. I like that pick as well. Thank you. Tune in for all these bets. If you don't want to make the bets, you're going to lose some money here. I know Hell. it's been a rough start for us, but we're turning things around on the Locked On Fantasy Big Hockey time. Podcast. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. It's free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe. Make sure you hit the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. Thank you again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. If you've got any bets, placed any money out there, good luck with your money. Hopefully you get some in return, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.